So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Thursday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and of course, I have here with me Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm fantastic, Rick. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a bright, beautiful morning here, which is a, a bit of a treat, I suppose. Um, we're uh, recording this show. Uh, our guest is in Germany, so the time difference uh, would have been about a 2 a.m. show for him. So <laughs> we're going to uh, let him off the hook and do this in his afternoon hours. Uh, uh, so just know, uh, folks, that we won't have any call-in questions uh, this evening, uh, but uh Perhaps at some point in the future we might have uh, Luis back with us and uh, have him live. Um, so, without any further ado, we have our guest, Luis Daniel Maldonado Fonken, is it? Yes, that's or right. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Jean, I'm very glad to be here with you. <laughs> yes, that's my name. It's a very long name. Um and there's a story behind everything that I can tell you later on for sure. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there is. Um, I've, I've actually seen some with, with, with more words in there, so this one's not too, too bad. But uh, okay. I'm sure, at least for my American friends, the uh, uh, extra length is interesting. Uh, it, it seems a um, uh, seems a Latin name, yet you're in Germany. Um yes. So I'm sure we'll hear some about that when Gene uh, gets our atypical beginning question sure. fired off. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're welcome. First, as we do at the beginning of all of our shows, we just want to give a quick shout-out to our friends over at uh, Inner Child. Hope you guys will go visit with them at innerchild.ning.com. Uh, fantastic group of folks. We call them family. Uh, and probably if you get to know them, you will too. Uh so we hope you'll check them out, and um, we'll have uh, web links in the uh, chat room uh, because I, I'll, I'll be behind the scenes there uh, uh, putting in links for you so that you can find Luis and our friends over at Inner Child. Um, they have a special thing going on right now. Uh, do you want to talk about the poets? or The World Healing World Poetry, or sorry, World Healing World Peace Poetry Contest 2012. <laughs> That's the one. It's a mouthful, but it, Pardon, but it is a mouthful. It's it's a the huge prize list is a bigger mouthful. It's a huge mouthful. Um, but such a wonderful project that they've that they've gotten together with a whole bunch of independents on um, independent poets, um, independent sh- 
radio show hosts and and other just amazing people and they've gotten together and they've launched this poetry contest and the prizes are fantastic uh, there's going to be three top winners and they will be getting a full publishing package from inner child press which is um, an extension of the inner child family or rather i guess the inner child family is an extension of inner child press i'm not sure which way that goes they're kind of kind of one in the same <laughs> kind of grew up together I think. yeah they grew up together they both have bills it that's all that matters. <laughs> um, also, there's uh, wonderful promotions and marketing package, including I think it's nine um, showcase shows on different different radio shows. And I, you even get to be on our radio show. Yeah, you can come hang out with me and Rick, um, or Rick and I. I don't know how do we have to be formal English today because we're talking about a poetry contest and all that. Oh, never formal English with poetry. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's it's. It's a fantastic project. It's got a lot of love, a lot of really positive, enthusiastic energy behind it. And um, you can find the information either by visiting the Inner Child family at innerchild.ning.com or visiting the World Peace, wait, World Healing, World, World, Healing. World Peace 2012 com, and we'll we have the link of course at our website as we always do and uh, like rick said he'll have the links for you in the chat room tonight if you happen to pop by for a visit to listen to the show absolutely great group of folks and and just in case there's anyone listening has been thinking about publishing or not sure how you do that do i self-publish do i get a publisher do i get help do i what do i do uh bill would be a fantastic resource for you at innerchildpress.com. Um, I am personally biased because <laughs> Bill's my brother, uh, from another mother, but Bill's my brother, uh, as sure as brothers can be. And um, uh, But they have a great package. They're all about their authors. Uh, Bill is an author, so uh, it's not a yeah, uh, maybe, you know. maybe it'll help. You know, I'm 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 not biased in that um, Bill's um, Bill's my brother because he certainly is. Um, but uh, my love for Bill and what he does came from the fact that I am already a self-published author who went through the whole banging my head against the wall experience um, with a big publishing company that just disappointed me to no end. Um, and so I understand and I know firsthand and intimately the frustration of trying to publish um, your first book, especially if you want to go the self-publishing route. It can be very intimidating and scary. Now, I happened to luck out and get a wonderful small publishing company that, that backed me um, shortly after launching my first book. However, recently in in stumbling upon Bill and his organization and seeing what he's doing to help empower um, independent artists and, and authors, I have to say, you know, I mean, that's really the way to go. Speaking as a self-published author, to go to these smaller companies, especially because Bill provides a 75-25 split. 75 going to the author. So that's it. the book is going to get published your way. And yes, you'll have guidance and you'll have assistance and you'll have help. However, he is also an artist, an author, a poet. So he comes to that place from a place of understanding what it's like to not want somebody to mess with your work. It, so that's important as well. 
and people have to keep that in mind that when you're dealing with um dealing with the publishing aspects, you don't want a publisher or an agent who is not also a creator because you know then they're gonna muck in your stuff and you don't want them to muck in your stuff <laughs> that's right it's my and, stuff. And, Get out. and 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 many of them will muck in your stuff and then they'll take. 75% or 80% yeah. of the money yeah. so, uh, as opposed to the other way around. And um, uh, so uh, you certainly owe it to yourself to give them a look if you're thinking about it. Absolutely. Now that we've um, talked so highly about our family over at Inner Child's, I suppose we should give our actual guest an opportunity to speak. Um, oh, absolutely. We have plenty of time. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh don't feel bad, Luis. We do this to everybody. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> I, I am enjoying it, really. Listening everybody to sitting in the wings waiting. So uh, I don't know how much of the show you've seen or heard, but um, I'll start with our our traditional question. Who the hell are you and what do you do? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I am doing almost everything. Um, well, in the daily life, I'm working as a coach and consultant for holistic sustainability. So I'm helping organizations and people to uh, tune their life to nature principles, love, oneness, and what I call human heart-based technology, um, and integrate this kind of new awareness and new techniques or methods into the management of their daily life and the design of the organization, the management of people, and so on. That is... We will say my main job. That's what I really do and love to do. And beside that, I'm an author. I do arts too. And I have a couple of business projects I'm running. Running a language school with a couple of friends. And I'm a traveler. That's who I am. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) That's wonderful. Well, then where do you Um, start? (laughs) Well, I'd like to know about... uh, uh, this new word, it was new on me when uh, I first uh, encountered Luis' work and uh, this hollow sustainability or hollow... Hollow sustainable. Hollow sustainable. Yes, hollow sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... But, uh, yes. <laughs> it's a word I created. Um, it didn't exist before. Um, at the same time, hollow entrepreneur or hollow business or hollow hollow professionals it's it's the idea to uh, integrate to the sustainability approach and holistic perspective um ah that's the main thing yeah okay so it's holistic yes that, I, hol- when i first looked at it i wondered if hollow sustainable had anything to do with holograms or holographs but uh, I quickly quickly learned that it was about uh, holistic sustainability, right? And uh, which certainly sounds uh, uh, certainly sounds technology that's needed. Absolutely, yes, it is. It is uh, until now the the sustainability approach that that the mainstream knows is dedicated to sustainability in terms of energy, and in corporate world is more or less the sustainability of our income or profit or how we sustain the interest of our customers. Um, And both ways are not um, 
not really a ten percent of what really sustainability means. Um, when we're talking about sustainability, we're talking about the sustainability of life, and then we need to see life holistically. It's there is no other way around. So I'm trying to um, to bring these new terms and a new approach wherever I go, trying to enhance awareness, you know, to raise awareness and and to facilitate some practical tools because need to be very practical, you know, grounded in order to be effective. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now you say you're um you're working with businesses. Um and I've 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 popped by your website and of course I've popped by your Ning site as well. I'm just wondering, um how long have you been doing this? Uh we'll say my whole life. Um when I was a child, I I had already clarity about what I needed to do, but I could hardly express it in words. And as a teenager, I, I could not find um, a profession that will fit to what I, I envisioned in my heart. So I had to start a multidisciplinary work. And all my life has been working into this direction to what I, I'm doing now has been. Building up modules, trying the methods, applying them in the field. I think the, the most uh, important time was probably when, when I was young and I was feeling really motivated to do this. And when I was at the university, when I decided to shift my career and let the university side and um, study by myself what I needed to study and learn different places through different experiences, as an entrepreneur myself, to try out my own know-how, and we're talking about the year 92, 94, and uh, be patient. That means that I would uh, provide only the methods or know-how that I tried myself in an effect and, and I realized they were effective. So it's already a while, I mean, 92, 94, Already some years I've been working on this work. Now you're, um, I'm guessing you're obviously not doing this completely by yourself because what you've taken on is a rather large task to be able to provide um, to provide a new way of thinking to businesses for business management. Uh, you have a team working under you or with you? Oh, at the moment I am just myself, and that's how I have been since a long time ago. Uh, but it doesn't mean that many people, um, I mean, many people did collaborate with my work. I I have in my database and the history of my company, my work, probably more than 1,000 people that were involved directly or indirectly with my work as customers or partners or temporary project helpers and so on. Um, the whole system has been developed while I was living abroad, which means the people that I met that they were living in their own locations, in their cities, or they were traveling as well. Sooner or later, we will split, and we will have very nice memories from each other, and probably we will accomplish to, um, yeah, to, to complete a project somewhere, and with that experience will be a new, a new milestone of the know-how I'm developing. So I started writing my books in 2007, after so many years, and I'm recently... Since this year, 
publishing a new website, providing a network and internet and through Ning and um gathering a new team. Yes. So it wasn't easy. I've been doing a lot by myself. But I had always people supporting me everywhere I've been. And everywhere everywhere I arrive there is I, I meet always people, beautiful people that are interested and we do things together for a time and stay in the location. And what is new is that I'm living in Germany now since 2008. So right three years, which gave me the possibility to to work and exchange and do different things with, with people here in the location as well. What kind, what kind of projects have you developed over the last several years of doing this? Um, oh, can you, can you give us an example of one of the projects that you sure, worked on? Sure, all kind of. Um, I think my main intent was to um, bring what we call our spirit of experience of ascension or transition or, or awakening, spiritual awakening, into the daily life and integrate it really into an holistic and sustainable way of living. So, and I think I have to start from this point. I had my own uh, powerful spiritual awakening around 97. Um, Ten years before 87, I had another kick. And then later on in 2007, I had a cycle about every 10 years, more or less. And... um, I had the feeling and the need, the, the impulse to integrate that experience into everything I was doing in order to empower it. And I found how difficult it is. Um, when you are become a lot more sensible or sensitive, when you wish to meditate a lot more hours or to be a lot more in nature or to be free of this topic of money or working, uh, in systems that are hurting yourself, for example. So to to live in terms of self-love and, and integrate this awareness in daily life was for me a real challenge. And I was traveling since 96 until 2008, so I've been moving a lot in many different countries. So to sustain my life in abroad, I had to work. Right. And at the same time, I needed to, you know, to, to live my daily life and live this spiritual experience I had. So I did start by uh, focusing on the development or integration of methods that will help me to integrate this experience to daily life, to create a new management. And this is probably the most important thing I have been doing, to create a new management system that integrates this multidimensionality of human being. Because our modern management only use our intellectual capacity, and there is a lot more in the human being that can be integrated in the care of an holistic and sustainable way of living. So, um, I think that was probably my my main work, and uh, it's about developing certain methods and techniques and trainings that help people integrate the spiritual experience in daily life. That's probably one of my main projects, my main works. Uh, beside that, I had to integrate it into practical situations. So um, I became an entrepreneur. So I grounded first a non-profit organization. I, I didn't want to ground a business. I say I will do it non-profit. Right. And <laughs> yes. Um, and then I started working with travelers. So we developed many different projects together um, in South America, 
dedicated to um yeah help people live better to get new ideas we we made uh, we call that a drop in projects which means to arrive to a city or to a location and share with the people some models or alternatives about how can they improve their work or do a project by ourselves there to demonstrate how it could work without much resources or simply do know-how or knowledge or technical technology transfer in some locations I stay longer and I did work for example with three children um, very nice program with three children in Peru no locations we help tourism about um, multicultural integration and how to care for nature and for the local culture and promoting cultural exchange and that young people from other countries, uh, the travelers meet the local people and supporting, you know, this collaborative loving uh, experience between different cultures. Um, and beside that, I was doing what I'm doing now, consultancy for companies and coaching. Um, Right. Yes. And uh, uh, so, in the in this uh, elements management, uh, you're kind of bringing all that together. Um, I, I I have great appreciation for how you've mentioned often in your conversation the bringing it to everyday life. That's that's what we're about here at Everyday Connection is. Uh, uh, practical tools. We have had people. We, we have people from many different backgrounds and in many different disciplines that come to the show. And um, uh, so, you know, practical tools that uh, or or techniques or tips that people can can use. Um, I mean, I know in your management system, it uh, you talk about managing resources and and um, as far as uh, material things, uh, but you also talk about uh, you know providing for uh well being of your uh people as and, and 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 nourishing their input and creativity is that uh that's part of the holistic vision that you have for for business yes absolutely um when we say a business and I would like to be very precise with this term uh because that's my approach we're talking about something we are giving attention to something that keeps us busy. Um, so it could be whatever. Uh, it could be something that we sell, or it could be the activity in a community, or it could be even the daily life in a family, or in a love relationship. Uh, and when we say business, we don't need to bring together money and this activity. And I think that's the most important thing I'm trying to 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 bring to organizations and people. Um, that. Holistic sustainability has nothing to do with money. It has something to do, um, everything to do with the human being and with nature. So if we are really wishing to live an holistic and sustainable living, way of living, uh, we need to care for a human being because that's the one that makes the difference. It's not a business plan. It's not also the CFO of our corporation. It's not uh, our financial analysis. And uh, nowadays that we have all these kind of weather changes and economy changes and so on, we cannot rely anymore in what's really going on outside us. Um, you know, what is not controlled by our own community. So we need to work on re resilience 
and we need to work on the emotional uh, abilities of human beings. We need to work on on the sensitivity of the human being and more than that in our awareness and consciousness. Um, And that's why I'm integrated from the first paragraph describing my work is holistic sustainability with nature principles, oneness, love, and human heart-based technology, which means we need to work with love, with emotions. And it sounds very nice, but how we go into the practical terms with this? And um, it is amazing, but most part of the time in our organizations, we look uh, to for accomplishing objectives, and in our mind, we envision what we want to accomplish, and it happened very much in our new age world too. We know in our mind what we want to do, and we try to expect our body to, to materialize it, to do it. But we're forgetting that between now and the point of materialization, of manifestation, there is a space of time and process. Um, this process is what we can call an organic process, which its quality depends a lot on our emotions and on consciousness and awareness. And those emotions necessary, that quality of interaction between people is not at all considered in business plans. It's not at all considered in the management. It's not at all considered in the way we take decisions. I mean, with most part of companies and people in our modern world is taking decisions based on how on the amount of resources they have or on the amount of money they have or the amount of money they can make with a decision. And I, I will say that um, in nature, in, a, in, a, in the rainforest, everything has is following a sustainable a sustainability intelligence without need of money. Um, money is an invention. So if we would like to perceive what really means sustainability, then we need to let aside for a while this money thing and try to find out how sustainability is alive within ourselves as humans. And then when we are sitting in that clarity, maybe we can consider how can we use this money thing to interact with a world which is not sustainable. And um, therefore, without consciousness, without awareness, without a process of awakening and the awakening of our own skills and potentiality, without becoming conscious that we are nature ourselves, without noticing how the principles of nature, the intelligence of the elements, is alive within ourselves, then it's not really possible to to perceive or in an organic way what holistic sustainability is. And therefore, our decisions are very... It's very difficult for us to decide towards a real holistic sustainability. Um, that's why the human being is the most important part of it. Um, humans can create everything in this world, but if the humans do not change, whatever they create will keep making the same kind of problems we have been making until now in the last thousands of years. So there is no sense to create a theory or a system that supports all this sustainability, which is only intellectual. We need to work with the human being self, and then we can create a real change. Yes, um I think uh, many of us 
perhaps most of us have heard stories of uh, corporate efficiency experts and things. They have a mathematical formula. They apply it, and it says you take two people from this department, and you, it, when these consultants have never talked to any of the people, they don't know anything about the product. They don't know anything about anything except some numbers. Um, and, you know, it seems to me that those uh, are, are often can be counter to, you know, real uh, wealth in the business. Uh, so you're trying to almost move the focus onto the people first. And then once you're clear on, you know, mission and purpose and product and whatever, then how does that work into sort of taking the money away from being in charge and putting it back to being a tool that we created? Yes, uh, that is probably one of the most important strategies. But as you can imagine, it is not easy. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm sure, and it it uh, a lot of people have you know wondered about it, but it certainly sounds to me like you're onto something, because um, you know it, it, in new age thinking, in in particular, new world thinking of you know how we're going to move forward and have a new better more peaceful, more fulfilling life on earth, uh, there's a lot of negativity around money and that money should go away and and people need to remember that in its basis, money was just a way we figured out to not have to carry our product around with us to trade for whatever else it is we wanted. It was supposed to be a tool of convenience as opposed to a ruler, so to speak, uh, or the measure of a society or a business or um yes um i used to say that money is a method a method that uh, we have been learning to use and it it creates something on us as human beings we can see what money creates on us on our collective consciousness uh the tendencies that are generated in our behavior thanks to the use of money so as a method it's very effective to bring us out of an intelligence of nature, an intelligence of sustainability, uh, because sustainability is about life. <laughs> but right, right. Yep. So as an well, invention, like it to be, it, yes. it, as opposed to destructive, that some might say it has been for a while. <clears throat> um, so, what um, are there? Are, are there some practical tools that you could share with us in brief? I mean, uh, I, I know that. This has been your life's work, so I'm sure that uh, none of them are as simple as a short explanation. But um. <laughs> Yes, you're right. I mean, I wrote about 27 books already uh, in relation to the work I'm doing, and they are not final edited. I have two of them. The, the edition is complete, so I'm sharing them with my students. They are very uh, patient with my English, my written English, and they know about the work. And I think... The most important part of, of the learning process or the experiences of learning elements management is to realize that the knowledge cannot be take it, taken from somebody else. If we are looking towards a real change, we need to first start working with what we experience by ourselves within ourselves, talking about that, exchanging from that point of view, and using that inner knowledge as 
as our ground and start going from that point on. Um, so the work first is to uh, facilitate perception models that helps you realize there are many other ways to understand the situation you're living multidimensionally. And there are really multidimensional perception models working with mandalas that are very effective on analysis of a corporation or daily life. And um, the second thing is to introduce these methods and techniques that the individuals learn how through experience what is the intelligence that those methods transmit, the, the intelligence of nature, because those methods help you um, realize uh, that nature is truly intelligent <laughs> and connect with that intelligence and, and start tuning with it and in understanding it really or understanding it really. Um, and the third is to apply those methods and system of analysis with decision taking in, in real projects. You know, So there are two examples I give to an organization to to show them in which direction we have been going. And one of them is related to the way we uh, manage um, our human factor, our teams. Here in Germany, it happens a lot, and many countries have, I have been to. Uh, normally, the manager of a company said, says to, to his employees or her employees, said, uh, you guys, you are here to work and do all what you can for the company. We're a family, so you do everything you can and do the best you can, and we're going to make a lot of money, and you're going to be happy, and if the company goes well, you're going to keep this job, and everything's going to be fine. Um, and when you go back home, please uh, charge yourself with a lot more energy and then come back. So that I know from South America, I know here from Europe, and I know it from friends in U.S. too, in Australia and Canada. This expression, go back home and tank, I mean, get full of energy to go back to the job, it shows uh, how our vision and perception from life is and how unsustainable it is. Um, our emotions are truly important, and this sensitivity is truly important. So I'm getting paid in a company, and the company gives give me money for some work I do. But in addition, request from me that I heal my emotions and empower myself energetically in the space of my family and come back to that energy into the company. So it's requesting for me not only my professional skills, but also the nurturing energy or substances, emotions and feelings that normally uh, arise in the space of my family. And um, the worst is not that we're not getting paid from this other kind of work. Uh, the worst is that normally, and I am sure everybody can follow me on this, the experiences of business managers, Normally, what happens is that we slowly destroy the emotional collaboration, crea creativity of a uh, state of, of, of our family. This loving environment that should nurture us, not for the company we work at, but should nurture us for developing beautiful, loving, creative, joyful activities within our family, that energy we don't use in the family anymore. We take it out from the family and we use it in the company. So that's how terrible the situation is now. 
And what we need to do is to really shift this situation into a sustainable, a sustainable model, which means an organization should have integrated into the daily life of the company activities and environments in which individuals can emotionally heal, energetically heal, become more creative, and leave the, the work and shift of the day fully empowered and with energy and joyful to meet their family. So the employees should receive this emotional empowering flow from the experience of the company, which should be creative and joyful, and got fully motivated to the families in order to empower that other aspect of the sustainability of life of our communities. And I am very sure that corporate world is not really giving attention to that. And that's, for example, one of the main examples, main examples that I, I used to give. In the same way, there are many other examples. Um, another one is how we perceive the world. We used to see the world through money. But if we see the rainforest in the wood, it it is already sustainable. It's already there. If we have the luck to be in a wood, in a rainforest that has not been touched yet by human beings, we will realize that there is a lot of intelligence in the trees. The trees do not produce more than 15 or 20% of what they need because they know if they produce a lot more, then the sustainability will be damaged. And if somebody tell me that that is not an intelligent behavior, <laughs> I, I don't know what to answer uh, because it is intelligent. Nature is truly intelligent and the behavior of human beings in our time have not been really intelligent at all. And the world do not need diplomas, do not need religion, do not need technology, do not need money nor politics, nothing at all to live sustainable. And that is the most important thing we need to realize, that if we go back to our essence as beings that are also integrated into nature, that are nature themselves, then this intelligence will rise within ourselves and we will start taking decisions that are sustainable and more intelligent. But we're living too much in our heads, in our goals, and we're losing this connection with our organic and emotional being. And this is our daily life connection. Daily life connection. Um, so the use of new perception models help, but I think one of the most important tools I have been sharing with the world is that when we start to realize that these five elements in nature, the ones that, for example, Plato was talking about, ether, air, earth, water, fire, wind, um, these five elements are present in nature in daily life, everywhere around us, in us, and so on. They are intelligent by themselves, and they combine themselves naturally without us needing to tell them what to do. And with the presence of our male and female functions and qualities and the sparkle of our consciousness, life is created. And this act of creation happens not only in the birth of a child or an animal or a plant. It happens also in the moment that we give birth to a project, to a company, to a community, to a city. And the presence of the elements is there. But what is happening right now, or since thousands of years already, is that we have been trying to decide what is good for nature and for human being without listening what human being is. And 
in that way we have have been perturbating the natural organic development of things, we will say, of the intelligence of the elements. And in that sense, we have been damaging the sustainability of our life. So what I'm doing is to provide tools of analysis and design of the organization, of processes, of decision-taking, of communication and collaboration to the individuals that would like to go back to nature and anyway, keep working on, on the corporations or organizations or companies, families, communities, and so on. So these tools are very powerful. Um, it will take a, a lot more, a bit more of time to explain them in detail, but sure. they're very easy to, to use. They're natural for us to use because we already have the knowledge inside. We're already nature. The elements are alive in us. So we just need to recognize that. We don't need to learn something from outside. It's already alive within ourselves. And sustainability is a life within ourselves. And that's the main point, to notice that it's already there. We just need to listen to it. That's why there's not much to do. Right. Yeah, it's very simple, yeah. actually. Right. So it's it's um, it, it, it's a it's a conversation very similar to what we might have with a someone who would might refer to themselves as a personal development expert or a spiritual development expert. Um, but, it, it, you know, and I, again, I've looked at your website, uh, I haven't read uh, your books, uh, but that you're trying to bring models that um, uh, sort of bridge the the divide between the cold calculating corporate seeming structure to to give them a framework to to bring the the expansion and the and the and the joy and the as you put it sustainability of their uh, employees into a framework they're more familiar with more you know charts and diagrams and processes and and measurements and um, yeah it, 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 it seems to me it would be a beautiful uh, blending because it's um. In, at least in my opinion, it's not a question of, okay, we're going to just stop all of this and we're going to start something totally stark raving new. Um, there has to be some sort of a progression. There has to be some sort of a move. And 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 some of these structures and processes and analysis have been, you know, they're not all bad, uh, and try to bring those together and blend them together. Challenging. Yes, yes, that's for sure. It's necessary a bridge, otherwise it will be um, a dramatic process, a dramatic experience, and that's not necessary at all. We have the capacity and the tools and the knowledge. I'm so happy that really we have the knowledge. There are a lot of people in the world that have enough knowledge to create together a very nice process of transition if they decide to do so, and I and I wish they will because there is there is very much the tendency in our, in our time just now from people saying, oh, we just want a dramatic change and that's it. Sure, I understand it's necessary a decision now to start changing, really, essentially, from the roots. But um, I am not sure if everybody is ready to go to nature and start living from nature right now. If you ask 10 of your friends if they will be ready right now to do that, and that will be probably the best solution to leave the cities and stay in nature and live with nature. Then many will say, no, I don't know how, how, how could that work. 
So we are not ready. Our psychology is not ready, and spiritually we are not ready. And we all have been building up something based on, on math and analysis and this precision of technology, and very much using a male technology, uh, which is very much controllative. And all the emotional, intuitive part of our life, or of our self, or our knowledge, have been left aside without reason. Um, probably there was one reason. They, they were explaining the reason why we don't listen to emotions and we have to suppress emotions is because they're uncontrollable, they're unpredictable. And some people say, talking about emotional intelligence, that because cannot be predicted, is cannot be considered intelligent which is actually all the way around. Uh, a high level of intelligence has a high level of adaptation and cannot be predicted. <laughs> it's not a mathematical formula. We are not a mathematical formula. We are consciousness. And in that way, in that sense, we are free. So what I'm trying to provide really is the awareness of this huge potential the human being has that does not need to be controlled or through math, that doesn't need to be explained through math, that by itself have the tendency to look for holistic and sustainable living and, and evolving in a beautiful way. Therefore, there is no need to control it. But if what we're not looking is for this natural way of evolving and living in joy, but to make money, then for sure, <laughs> you know, we have a conflict of interest. Our perception and intention it's gone in two different directions and that's actually the main problem um so there is a lot of work to do in terms of awareness and consciousness to of self-observation what we're really trying to accomplish and what it's really necessary for us to to live in harmony in, in a state of oneness and love um there is an, a very little story, and I, I used to say, I used to to tell to to the people I I talk to, and right. it is about the origin of uh, these intellectual management systems we have um, now in the corporate world, based on math and so on. They manage through statistics to to realize that from hundreds or thousands of employees we could rely only on the 10 to 15% of their capacity because the rest of their capacity is variable. It depends on many different circumstances, what's going on at home, what's happening with a friend, if the dog did die, if we want to take a new career, and so on. So all of our different, our whole potential is more or less active depending on how we're living our life. So... They wanted to have a team that produce in a, in a sustainable or controllable way. That means that they want to have to be sure that some goals will be accomplished in a precise uh, period of time with a precise amount of resources with certain qualities. So in order to accomplish that precision, they need to say, okay, if a person have 50% of capacity and potentiality active, they can do it. We just consider the 10% of it, and we deal with that in our management. So we're going to expect from these people to focus and specialize only in this 10% because we are sure that percent, that 10% will give the results we're looking for. And by doing so, they accomplish for some years to grow up very fast. But at the same time, they damage it 
tremendously in the collective and individuals their their ability to lead their own life in in a beautiful way and with full potential because you can imagine most profit people work 8 to 10 hours a day and they have to use 10 to 15% of the whole capacity daily and they will sleep another 8 hours so the very little time we have you know free from the job we're using it to regenerate so when do we have the time to express and utilize our full potential there isn't and you can say you meditate a whole I mean, every day, 10 minutes or an hour, if you're lucky, or two times a day. But that's very much right now to sustain our life, to, to heal ourselves, and to do little steps. If an organization would be able to integrate a system that supports the enhancement of consciousness, of awareness, or the activation of our true potentiality, the activation of our true DNA and freedom, then we will have totally new situation um, and our working hours will be at the same time healing hours, loving hours, harmony hours and spiritual development hours. So we won't complain anymore about what we're doing because what we're doing is start making sense to ourselves individually and collectively. And when we all happen in that direction, it, it will work different. But um, I'm, I'm sure for many this might sound romantic or even, you know, a dream, but it is not. We have the technology to do that, the human-based technology to do that. Uh, we just need the people that decide to try it out and uh, to go through the process of transformation going in it. We need the people that would like to do the bridge. And that's actually what I'm looking for, for organizations and companies and professionals that would like to work into the creation of this bridge and uh, to provide to them all or what I did learn and develop. To me, it sounds perfectly logical. And um, I mean, going, coming from a situation where I was working full time, but I wasn't nurturing my creative side, going to doing the radio show and my writing full time, but now not having the financial ability to do everything I want to do. Um, this is, I mean, it's either one or extreme or the other, and you're limited in both extremes, okay? If you work enough to make enough money to do everything you want to do, then you're not nurturing um, that side of you that is you. But if you put all your passion into into your passion, then there's a limitation of financial security. So it it sounds completely logical to me, what what you're saying, I mean, it, it would stand to reason that if you nurture your employees um, on a multi-dimensional level so that they're emotionally nurtured, they're mentally nurtured, physically nurtured, spiritually nurtured, um, then their, product, their productivity would, would increase a hundredfold. And that would be beneficial to, you know, the entire co company. Yeah. <laughs> But my question is how to talk people into doing it, and because because there's so much fear um, still surrounding this idea of lack, and if if we well, empower our employees, then you know what? Yes. Yes. What if they, I mean, how do we? How do you? How do you? 
convince people that this to me it sounds like a logical thing it sounds like the best way to run a company it i mean it makes sense to me looking out into the world the way it's run now does not make sense to me i am at constant war with trying to understand where some of these people are coming from with the actions that are occurring in government in in politics religious based i mean media the the whole thing just is completely illogical how do we turn it around to to take the system and have it make sense in the way that you're you're speaking of yeah <laughs> uh, i think uh, the answer that i will give you now it's probably an answer that have many people <laughs> doing for thousands of years um but in our modern context uh, if i talk with people they understand it they like it they really love it because as you say it's, it's about common sense we know it from heart right but uh then uh when we are in the in organization i can talk with senior managers for example senior managers love the work i'm doing because um after they finished university, they were very much about, okay, we use this method, we have everything in our heads that we need to know, we just need to challenge ourselves in the market and make some money. Right. But later on, after a year, they realize it's not about the business plan, it's not about the know-how methods they, they could receive, it's not about math, it's about human beings. And at the end, after 50 years of work, they talk to me and say, Danny, what you're doing, we needed to learn before when we were in the university, but we didn't learn it. And at this time, senior managers have the same challenge trying to talk with young managers, young business people, about what they're really doing with their life because they're coming from the same approach, the same kind of background. And when you talk with the young people or when you talk with the employees in an organization, in a corporation, what happens is that they normally say, well, I'm not sure if I would like to go that way because um, emotionally, probably, I never work with my emotions in my life. I, there's some issues in my life that I don't want to touch. If I touch them, probably I'm going to break apart, and that will reduce my performance in the company. Psychologists will say that if we integrate these kind of processes within an organization, we will have so many emotional ups and downs. Um, some other people say, if I integrate those methods, uh, then my professional skills, my diploma, won't be enough. My professional experience won't be enough to keep me in the job. So I'm putting myself into a risk because if somebody else come with a lot with emotional and spiritual skills and the same or little uh, professional experience but skillful to do the work, then I'm going to lose my job. So they don't want to take the courses. So in our time, a business manager is not anymore, at least here in Europe, and the people that's working with me is not anymore following a top-down management. You know these. <laughs> power-based management, what they say, the manager says something and everybody, everybody learns. We have right. many different laws that protect employees also from that kind of situations. And it is not easy. There is a lot of fear to expose ourselves, to put ourselves into a weaker position. And uh, for sure, the laws we have are not contemplating uh, all these this subjects we're talking about right now. So I decided instead of trying to uh, do a tremendous change in one or two corporations to, to help young entrepreneurs that are 
spiritually aware and provide my technology to them that they start new kind of organizations and companies and to explain to people that is spiritually working in the world. They many that have beautiful companies with very interesting and unique products. I'm trying to tell them it is not the product that you do that is making a difference. It's the way you do your management what creates a new kind of morphic field in your organization. In the organization, we have a collective consciousness that is pulsing this information to the world through the products and through the daily life activity. So if we want to pulse all our kind of pattern of behavior into our morphic field and the collective consciousness, we need to change our management. So my wish is that spiritual people doing business give a little bit more attention to this kind of technology I'm providing and take steps to integrate it to their management. Uh, many told me, yeah, but we're doing this with love and we're doing it in order to care for the people. And yes, the goal, the intention, it's important. But the way we take the decisions is very much the old way. The way we, we plan processes. You know? And there are certain exceptions that people is trying new ways of management. But in most part of the cases, I saw many friends in our generation going in a very aggressive way to the market, trying to bring the products everywhere they are, even meditation products, meditation services. And just to sell them aggressively, they have a very aggressive behavior in terms of uh, acquiring new customers. And there is very much this hijacking uh, strategy and you know <laughs> that is very much alive and now we can see that how it's working online you know that some organization develop a very natural nurturing stream of information to bring specialized products or services or information to 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 the collective to the world right and then around you have tiny fishes that are jumping in the field and trying to connect the customers very fast um, because everybody wants money to live and want, wants resources to develop their own projects. And I will say it, everybody's important. What we all are doing is very important. What each of us is doing is very important. But we do not need, to, we, we have to avoid to lose the sustainability perspective, the sustainability. We need to collaborate with each other in a sustainable way, and that's not happening right now. It's really not happening. Well, and it, it some of the fear, uh, I think, uh, certainly in light of the the uh, movements that we've seen globally, uh, I think there would be some in the corporate world that would begin to fear that, you know, people want to destroy us, um, do away with us, um, and and here would be a route that they could look at where they can morph over time um, and perhaps not have to be destroyed and uh, uh, well, just, you know, done away with. It simply isn't logical to take a system that is already built up to the level that it's built up and completely have to annihilate it in order to rebuild something new. It's not a logical solution. So this idea of, okay, we have to end the world before we can build a new one is just silly. It, it's ridiculous to to even assume that that's a possibility, what we have to do is we have to restructure the already existing system 
and yes. bring into it new and, new ways of thinking. And it, yeah, it's going to take time. And I mean, here's here's we we have a guest who's recognizing the fact that it's going to take time. It's not an overnight kind of thing. And I'm you know it's it's almost a relief to hear somebody say we have to work at this together. It's going to take time. It's going to take um, it's going to take a lot of love, a lot of support, a lot of understanding about where they are, about their fear levels, about their concerns, to integrate these new ideas into already existing systems. So no, it's not going to have to happen overnight, but we, we can succeed if we do it together. That is an encouraging sentiment, as yes. opposed to this, let's destroy it all and rebuild. I mean... Right, and we've we've had guests on that have that are focused on bringing change to education, trying to find a way in education to encourage uh, uniqueness and creativity. And um, uh, this is just another front for those that want to talk about it in tactical terms. Yeah, um, for sure, because it's, it's, it's business-oriented. Rather than waiting for the ones that we're, okay, we're going to shift education starting with kindergarten now and having to wait for them, you know, 50 years for them to be the ones in charge for things to be different. Well, that, that strategy um, wouldn't work. <laughs> right, that because they'll get molded back into the same yes. thing. So we we really need uh, to do this work on with businesses, with, as, as you said, with co- businesses, communities, families. Um, yes. Because to me, it's about re- it's about relationship, and uh, that word has come to mean you know a man and a woman, and they're going and having a relationship. But every time you interact with someone, you you are you are related to them in some way. You're relating to them in some way, so it's a relationship and um, nourishing relationships is nourishing relationships, business, education, family, and. And and that's kind of where you started and uh, the conversation and um, it's a beautiful place to start because it it is why why is it uh, I suppose you could ask the world why is it that you know spirituality's over here at church works over here at that building and something that leisure times over here uh, what you don't go exercise your left leg. And, and have the rest of you stay on the couch. Right. It's just, it it, you all go. Yeah. It all. It's a. It's a whole. Yeah. A holarian vision. It, it it doesn't make much sense the, the way the world is working right now, living right now, and yes, it is true. Also, I should say that um, the idea of destroying the corporate world and the whole system we live, and to think that we're going to start with something new, it's very romantic. You know, because we're thinking, okay, we we just close one book and open a new one. But what we're forgetting is the human factor. There are the same humans there that still do not have the necessary awareness, the necessary education, the necessary experiences that will help them to decide and behave in a new way. So we destroy the the, the system and the, the organizations and probably the products and whatever, even the money. But if we have the same people then what we do, you know? We build the same system again. Yes, it it will happen, you know, if you will, and I I can say that, I've been visiting many green communities, you know, working in permaculture, for example, and um, I would say permaculture people, I love them very much, but 
the conflicts they have in, in the sense of collaboration are very human. And it shows me that at that level had to be the solution. Because it's because it's because this conflicted space of collaboration and co creativity that we cannot accomplish what we could accomplish together. It's not that we don't have the knowledge and the technology. We could feed the whole planet already if we would like to. But we're not doing that because we have conflicts of interests. And um as you say, Rick, everything starts from relationship and I going to suggest two things that for many people are going to be very challenging. And you know, I'm li I love to do that. I love to challenge people <laughs> with my statements. Um, one of the things is that relationship in any level is about co-creation and collaboration and communication. And if you see the space of a love relationship, you know in your own skin all the difficulties that it could mean. All the challenges that could happen, depending on the persons you meet. If you had some experiences already, you know what could happen. And you can see this happening also in a very uh, intense modality in in the industry, in the system. So imagine what happened when a couple that has been trying hard for many years to live together their love decide to split apart and decide to divorce. We know what divorces create in people. So that is exactly the kind of attitude we have right now in the market. It's like everybody's divorcing from each other. So they are not only angry, they're aggressive, they're hearted, and for every single thing there is a conflict. And this is the state of the relationship we're living right now. One of my main worries is the lack of consciousness we have at the moment about the importance of our sexual education, if we would understand sexuality as an act of conscious, loving co-creation, where communication and collaboration are the keys, then we will heal through that level everything that we create, including our cities, our products, our companies, our management, our ideas and everything. But we need to understand ourselves on that level. And it seems like we jump from the root chakra, mastering all the material world, to the Plexus chakra being totally unique, you know, living our individuality, thinking the world, and then loving to the world, but we never pass through our navel, you know, uh, understanding what means our senses, our emotions, to touch each other, to feel open to each other, to to trust in the experience of contact, and to to create together a nurturing space, a nurturing experience. That part. We we didn't give much attention, and uh, I think uh, that's one of the main reasons of the situation we have right now. Um, I don't want to be always critical. I would like to suggest solutions as well. And okay, I have this method, but there is a very basic strategy that would create a meaningful change in the situation we have right now. And it's also very challenging what I'm going to say now. And it is, for example, what would happen if corporations will decide now, instead of requesting for people eight hours of work, to request three, four, or five only, and reduce it to three, our productivity will decrease, which will balance our market. But the most important thing, if the corporations commit to sustain the life of people when the people work only three hours a day, 
people will have time for themselves, to heal themselves, to heal the communities, to care for the communities and the education of the children, to reveal in a sustainable way a world which is sustainable. And when, with which time we can do that? We need to reduce the amount of hours we're working. And um, the most effective solution will be that companies reduce our working shifts, but do not reduce the money they give us for that. Um, otherwise, we have to leave those companies, create our own company, and make you know create that space of time for ourselves to do what is important for ourselves. It's it's a it's a beautiful vision. It's a challenging uh, uh, a challenging vision, but uh, I think everybody likes a good challenge when they have the freedom to approach it uh, and. Um, and would make a would make a huge difference and it's it's important i think to have that holistic part of the sustainability that we don't just do personal development we don't just do that we 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 need to work with education we need to work with our corporate structures we need to um, try to bring you know this is us <laughs> good bad or indifferent in 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 each's opinion here we are we have corporations and governments and and individuals and relationships that are going awry and and uh, uh so we don't just try to see an alternative for one thing it kind of all needs to be on the table and so it's uh uh it's exciting to uh, uh to hear what you're to hear what you're doing and I can understand it being a a, a lengthy process of uh of work to try to bring those things together, but it's a beautiful, uh, uh, sounds like a beautiful set of tools that you've got, and I hope people will uh, take advantage of them. Uh, I wish it too. I, I really wish that. And um, yes. So, uh, if if you could, for for our podcast listeners who who may not make it by our website, and uh, you really should, there's lots of great stuff there. But for our folks that don't, uh, what is the the uh, Easiest website for them to find, probably by you telling them. Would that be? Um, let's see, because you have your Ning networks, you but you have one sort of main website, uh, don't you? Is that the uh, Luis Daniel Maldonado Funken dot org or? Oh yes. That is, what would you give? That them? is my my personal website. I did try to to inform my friends and everybody there about what I have been doing myself. Um, I see. So, yes, that's a good reference to know what about what I'm doing and what is possible, you know, for people to, to receive if they establish a contact with me, for sure. Um, but there are two other websites that have actual information about what's really happening in my network and what we're really doing right now. Um, I'm trying to provide not only services to Germany, to the location I'm living and the people I know here, but I've been working hard in the last three years to have enough materials that I can provide online in order to share in a massive way these methods and this technology. And I have, I'm very happy to, to say that I have right now installed the whole necessary system, the technology and NINC provided really. To, that allowed us to, to provide all this knowledge to thousands of people simultaneously. And uh, I think that's the one, one of the most beautiful things. So there are two websites providing that. One is the elementsmanagement.com. 
elements-management.com. There is the website of the Elements Management Academy. So there I facilitate training and videos and much experiential work I can uh, on all these levels of the work and all the fields of the work of elements management. And uh, the second website is holosustainable.com, which provides services to the corporate world, coaching, innovation, consultancy, uh, the systemic analysis I provide, and a standard that we are would like to share with some people applying this network, this this know-how. So both of them will give you an idea of what is really going on right now. And I would like to say, uh, in the month of November, there is something new. Thanks to the motivation of some friends from abroad, um, we did agree that I will provide some uh, free training online through some videos and books that will be shared online within our website. And it will be available only along the month of November. So it was the intention to celebrate the 11th, 11th, 11th date. And we choose three of the main topics of my work, um, uh, sourcing meditation, the analysis of the elements, and emotional self-management and emotional uh, time management and process management. So these trainings are there already available for everybody that would like to register in the websites on, in November. And what we're trying to do with this is to uh, first expose everybody interested to the work and to the know-how, to the experience of it, that they start applying it and knowing how valuable and practical it is, and also to... Um, to create um, a wider network of people that would like to work into the creation of, of this bridge. So this is what is really hard now. People can't really join him. I, I really suggest him a lot because this is something I'm not doing every day. Um, right. Yes. <laughs> no, it sounds that sounds like a fantastic deal. So, uh, guys, you've still got a little time left in the month of November. Uh, get by there. We'll have the links up uh, uh, during the show and in our uh, – uh, archive that'll be on our website. Uh, so we do hope that you'll uh, uh, visit and uh, take advantage of that of that special. Um, we'd also like to uh, take a moment. This is when we normally take a moment to shout out to all of our uh, live listeners in the uh, chat room. And uh, uh, so even though I'm saying it now, I'll be there then typing how much we appreciate you guys. And uh, we really do. It's all about you guys and, and how we can help uh, bring some of these ideas to light uh, so that they can get around. And um, we hope everybody will join us again next Tuesday. Uh, I just want to thank you, Luis, for, for coming and sharing your vision with us. Uh, it's a grand vision, and uh, I wish you the best with it. Thank you. Thank you. It's really... Um great that you um, had the motivation to, to make this interview with me and I'm very thankful grateful for the work you're doing together also Jim um, yeah, bringing information from so many people that is doing really beautiful work too well, it's quite honestly a lot of fun for us um, because both Rick and I believe um, wholeheartedly in um, the potentiality of, of human race and we're very much aware of how much inner light and power people actually have once they're, you know, given a chance to let that shine through. So it's it's 
it's kind of fun for us to reach out and and touch and talk to people from around the world who have taken that inner light that is their being and 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 allowed it to shine in whatever capacity they're able to do that it's it's fun <laughs> yeah that's that's how it should be i'm very happy about you <laughs> yes it's fun we get to learn every day you know i mean that we, we learn something new every show we do we learn we're learning something new so that's uh not a bad gig actually <laughs> Not a bad gig. Good work when you can get it. Yeah. So listen, everybody, have a fantastic weekend, and join us again on Tuesday when Jeremy Michael Bloxham will be joining us, and uh, then we're going to have a, a special show for uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, so it's going to be another great week at uh, Everyday Connection. All right. Take care, all. We love you. Yes. We love you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Worried you might miss an episode? Don't worry. Subscribe. Find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.